How can socially conscious people like us, how can we fix our broken financial system that currently favors big banks and powerful corporations to a democratic system that looks out for us average American citizens without using divisive political action? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. There is nothing that I say that is original. Probably not anyways. Um, everything that I have said has already been said before. Um, and I've been practicing um, this thought, this belief of nothing is original for about seven years, um, mainly to bring some humility into my life. Uh, for most of my life, I had an unchecked ego that has gotten me into a lot of trouble and I've recognized that. And so now I'm, I'm working on it with this new belief of, I guess it's not so new. I've been working on it for, uh, the past seven years or so, but of believing that nothing that I say is original. Um, now this point was recently hammered into me even further uh, just uh, a few weeks ago when I was listening to uh, a podcast where someone was saying that free will is an illusion and they're, they're giving their reasons why. And I was mostly agreeing with it, but I, it did lead me to a thought. Well, uh, that, that was, you know, we do have, the only time we do have free will is when we are challenging our own beliefs. And I was, you know, all proud of myself thinking, oh, wow, what a, what a brilliant thought that was, you know? And, but then I got, I remembered this, this belief I've been practicing that nothing that I say is original. So I go to chat GPT and I type who said the only time we have free will is when we're challenging our own beliefs, then sure enough, uh, someone else has said that. It turns out it was this guy named William James, and he is credited to being one of the founders of uh, modern psychology in the United States. And he said this uh, back in 1890 or, or, or so. So it just makes me, uh, think about how we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, of the people that came before us, uh, of all the, the lives that have lived, uh, that have learned, and that have put it into books. And uh, we have learned from those books. And then uh, we, we write down our own books. And, and so there's this, this stack that's been happening um, for, for really thousands of years, all this, this knowledge, you know, with going back with philosophers and, and, and all this thing, and it's progressing humanity. And now that we have this AI is becoming a reality, you know, chat GPT, we can even further stand on, on these shoulders, uh, and, and get, get a, a better idea of, uh, of how we can, uh, create new knowledge for future generations. So when it comes to uh, fixing our broken financial system. Um, I'm not the one who is, is created, uh, what's out there to, to fix it. There are, are people who became before me that have 
saw that, hey, we, there is a huge problem. Uh, our, our system isn't democratic. Uh, it, right now, 98% of all U.S. In, income earners are locked out of our economy uh, when it comes to something called the private market. The private market is where uh, this is how companies are formed. This is where um, you can you make private loans. You can get in all these private investments that have been exclusively for uh, the top 2% of income earners and you know institutional investors. It's, it, it, there are people who saw the rich getting richer and 98% of American uh, citizens uh, falling behind. And they decided to do something about it. Uh, I'm going to name a few of these individuals. Uh, one of them is an attorney named David Feldman. Uh, his, he's got a nickname called the Godfather of Regulation A+. Uh, Regulation A+, uh, is the regulations that opened up the a private market uh, to uh, to the general public via crowdfunding. And David Feldman, this attorney, he worked with regulators to draft this leg uh, this this uh, he worked with legislators to draft this regulation. Um, Nicholas Tomarello, he's the founder and CEO of an equity crowdfunding site, WeFunder, really the largest um, uh, equity crowdfunding site out there. Uh, and not only did he help with the passing of Regulation A plus uh, passed in 2012, it went into effect in 2015. Uh, he also helped out with something more specific with regulation crowdfunding, which was part of this uh, uh, you know, Jobs Act with Regulation A plus that that happened. Um, and he also helped with uh, increasing, uh, the uh, effectiveness of regulation crowdfunding in 2020. Um, uh, someone named Chris Larson and uh, another person, John Witchell, they were co-founders of a the crowdlending site Prosper. Uh, they saw that uh, a way to cut out financial institutions uh, by uh, having uh, people loan to other people. They, they uh, created this platform for peer-to-peer -peer lending, the first of its kind in the United States, uh, and specifically because they saw this as a way to cut out financial institutions, uh, as a way to um, redistribute wealth that would have gone to big banks that now can go to uh, private individuals, anybody, um, anybody, you know, not just the two, top 2%, two but all income earners. Uh, that Chris Larson and Jan Witchell, they, they were the ones that came up with that. Um, there were brothers Ben and Dan Miller, along with their uh, a classmate Brandon Jenkins, that co-founded Fundrise, which is uh, really the, the, the first big real estate crowdfunding site, specifically, again, to democratize um, private real estate investment. Uh, here again, that you know, and they were working uh, with, with the regulators to, to get this done as well. Um, so there's, there's nothing original, uh, about anything that I'm saying here. Um, these guys, they, they've, they've already thought this and have done something about it. All I'm doing, the one thing I do have, uh, originality over is how I present this. 
these guys have already come up with a message. Uh, the original thing that I'm offering is how I'm presenting it. And I, I want to present it because I think this work that they're doing is so important. Um, and it's not an original idea to use uh, financial instruments to uh, make to to fix uh, our financial system. That that's nothing new. In the 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 mid twentieth centuries, you know, in the nineteen thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, credit unions uh, dramatically uh, changed our financial system. Uh, they they were providing banking services in underserved and vulnerable communities, um, especially African Americans who were being redlined, meaning that they were totally discriminated against in just getting any kind of of financing. Um, and the the I was I listened to this uh, oral history, fascinating. Uh, it, it was done in uh, connection with a credit union, a very large credit union, also a, a community development financial institution called Self-Help, a self-help credit union. They're in North Carolina. I think they're in other states as well. And they worked with the uh, Southern Oral History uh, Program. And, and they have this incredible series on how a credit unions um, uh, empowered uh, various African-American communities, and you hear their stories of how it, they were able to um, achieve economic prosperity because of these credit unions. Uh, credit unions, they're, they're not about shareholder bottom line. Instead, they, they put back their nonprofit. So they put back any uh, revenues above their expenses into the credit union to, to help people. Um, and, and this has been a huge uh in fixing our financial system you know there's there's this isn't a new thing um in fact even before uh credit unions ben franklin had this revolving loan fund where he set up uh, on his death uh ten thousand dollars in today's money in value um equivalent back then to two cities philadelphia and and boston and essentially uh, the ten thousand dollars were loaned to people, uh, to trades uh, tradesmen, uh, people who had a craft to, to you know to to for apprenticeships and and to pay for that, and so the 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 trades uh, people would uh, you know learn their craft uh, with the loan, and then they would pay the ba back the loan with interest, and then once the loan got paid back, then. Uh, it would be loaned to somebody else for the same purposes. And more than one loan was going on at a time. Anyways, these uh, Ben Franklin had it set up to last for 200 years. So this constant cycle of loaning money to people, people paying it back with interest and, and getting loaned to even more people because, because of the interest and because just of the, the time value of money, um, $10,000 grew to over a million uh, dollars in Boston, and I believe over $2 million into Philadelphia when they were finally used uh, for um, the cities. That's what he wanted. He said, in 200 years from now, I want uh, whatever's in the fund to go towards uh, infrastructure and community development into Boston and Philadelphia. And they both, 
they killed it. I mean, Ben, for one guy, one guy did that, provided over a million dollars to Boston. And this is back in, I don't know, uh, 1980, something like 1990, maybe. Philadelphia, over $2 million. And um, so there's nothing new uh, about using financial instruments to, to fix things. Um, so all of this has uh, uh, kind of also led me to uh, to a story in my own life with my own investment practice. I am currently uh, working on an, well, I have an investment calculator and I paid somebody to build it for me. And, uh, you know, I, cause that's not something I'm very good at. I'm not really good at, you know, Google sheets and the formulas and, and all of that, but the, the, my calculator, I wanted to improve. There's some things after using it, I, was like, oh, I wish I do that, but you know, you have to, it's kind of pricey to hire someone to do it. And then explaining to them what you want done is also challenging. So I ended up asking chat GPT for help and, um, I got it. I'm not, I'm getting formulas that I could cut and paste into, uh, my Google sheets, uh, to, to come up with improvements to my investment calculator. Uh, and it's all because I'm standing on the shoulders of, of, of others. Uh, and it, it's been a real game. I mean, now I'm empowered. Uh, the, the AI is going to change, uh, the way we do things. Um, I mean, dramatically, exponentially, I, and we're just scratching the surface. Um, so that's the story. Uh, I want to uh, finish off here with uh, the financial tip of the day, uh, which is diversification. Now, I uh, don't want to fall off a cliff in my life. That's something, I don't know, maybe I have a kind of a fear of heights or, or whatever it is. So I... Um, I take steps to minimize that from ever happening, from me ever falling off a cliff. So I don't go close up to cliffs. Um, uh, I don't drive fast when there are cliffs nearby. Uh, I take all these steps and precautions to give myself uh, the best probability of never falling off a cliff. Now, I... I even doing that doesn't guarantee that I, I won't fall off a cliff. Someone while I'm driving could hit my car and the car could go off a cliff or um, I can get, you know, knocked down by somebody. So a crazy person, they can throw me off a cliff. Um, now, that's highly unlikely to happen, but it's still it's possible. There, there's no guarantee. And that's kind of what diversification does. Uh, when you diversify, um, it, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to uh, lose your investment, but it gives you the best possible chance uh, to to keep your investment, to to not fall off that financial cliff, so to speak. Um, you're you're able to uh, uh, you know put so many different uh, eggs in so many different baskets that if if one egg cracks and, and breaks. You still have all these other eggs because they're they're safe in in in, in their own basket. So diversification is such a a, a critical thing. Um, it and um, you know powerful banks, big banks, they use diversification because they know the statistics. Uh, they see the the there is this amount of likelihood 
that it's uh, a financial investment will fail. And so, but if we diversify it, we completely minimize our risk and uh, we're able to pretty much guarantee, you can't guarantee anything, but it gives them the best chance at generating a very predictable um, investment income. Uh, and that banks have been doing that for centuries. Uh, so diversification, that's our financial tip of the day. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know how to fix our broken financial system, ethically, legally, and without confrontation, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.